Hey there, I'm Emlyn Miles Mattingly, your host for the Minority Money Podcast. I'm glad you're here. You know why? Because this is the place you can come to get your weekly finance, family, and fitness motivation, not only to experience success in those areas for yourself, but also to help others in our community achieve greatness too. Super happy that you're on the show with me. So let's jump right in. Welcome back to the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly, where we are changing the complexion of wealth. And we're going to conclude our Black History Month celebration. Doesn't mean that Black History is over. Just means that this month we will conclude our celebration of Black History. Continue studying, continue learning, continue seeing all of the incredible things that African-Americans have done throughout American history. And as I've said before, you cannot separate Black history from American history. It is very, very deeply interwoven into the culture. So. With that being said, I wanted to talk a little bit about Black history today on this episode, but I have a special guest with me today. She has not been on the podcast this year. So back by popular demand, we have Maricela Miles Maddie. Welcome hey, back. Hey, I'm back. <laughs> Glad to be back. Hope you guys love listening to me as much as I love being on the podcast in between, you know, different episodes and stuff like that. So I just love being a part of the Minority Money podcast and sharing just some of my experiences and just some of my thoughts with you guys. So some of our new listeners may not have known, but Mari is my wife. May, you may have recognized her last name. So this is Mrs. Miles Mattingly. She comes onto the show from time to time. And today I wanted to have her come on, one, because I wanted to have her give some of her thoughts on Black History Month, which I thought was super important. And then I wanted to have her, you know, give us a little bit of her thoughts on women's history as we are getting into that. This week, we will wrap up Black History on this Monday, and then we'll be starting Women's History Month. So wanted to get her take on both of those things. And so we brought her back in. And I've been hearing from people that they wanted to, where she been at? I've been, I've been getting those questions. So we, she's no longer hostage. We let her out. <laughs> you let me out. <laughs> so yeah, so definitely. I mean, Black History Month, I think that for me, it's definitely changed my perspective. And that's what it was because, you know, we sometimes live in this bubble and we don't really see and we learn things from our history classes or things like that, but we don't really know, no. And definitely, you know, obviously now being married to you, you're Black and now sharing our children who are half Mexican, half Black, and just seeing them and realizing that people will see them first as being Black and then everything else that they might be. But understanding that and realizing, what black people have gone through and not really understanding that it has really changed my perspective on everything that's gone on with our history and so much that we don't know about and that's just crazy some of the stories that i hear or i know you shared some stories with me and now i follow them on instagram and some of the stuff they post is just incredible to think that black people went through this that even as today we go to the country club to imagine and as we're sitting there having lunch i'm thinking what could it have felt like a hundred years ago? Mm. And that's what's going through my mind as we're sitting there eating and enjoying our lunch. What could it have felt like for black people to go into a place like this? And what would it have felt like for them? I mean, I wouldn't even say a hundred, I'd say you know, 20, 10, some places, you know, Tiger Woods, when he won the masters, uh, I want to say he won it. I think the first time was like in 2006 and that was a big deal back then. And that's only, you know, a few years removed. So bringing that up is, Actually, yeah, because we went to the country club and we went and had lunch and, and just being able to be there as minority, you know, being black, obviously, 
and then being minorities and then you being a woman because they don't even like women they didn't let women on the court so it's not like there's so many just in that sport alone there's so many different things that are just you know kind of crazy yeah no yeah and as we're playing and the kids are out there playing and you know little Emlyn is out there hitting a couple balls I'm like this is crazy because like you just mentioned you know 20 years ago 30 years ago he couldn't have done that and to see him do that now as if it's you know this is what you're supposed to do is just incredible but to imagine at that point in time to see to know that black people were going through that or any minority is just crazy because there's so much when we went to nearest green in this last year you know obviously we went together but for me it was one experience but for you what was that experience like when you went to go see that and, and heard the story about nearest green yeah i mean to even hear the story that this black man taught this white person how to make this alcohol it was just like Wow. And you never even heard about it or it was never in the mainstream or never. It was always Jack Daniels, Jack Daniels, Jack Daniels. But to know that it came from something else is just, and why don't we know about it? Why isn't it well known? And seeing his great granddaughter now being a master distiller Mm -hmm. at the place is just insane. It's just crazy how long it takes for there to be actual change. You know, so many generations, so many generations, and it's just mind blowing to know that this is happening and so much stuff that we don't even know about that has happened. And it just takes so long to come to light and to know about and just to be in that environment and hear the story and be at this place is just, it was humbling. One thing that I just popped into my mind as you're talking about that, right? So we go to Nearest Green Distillery and try the whiskey. And when we talk about the Lincoln County process, right? The charcoal filtration for the process. The crazy thing about this is that when people usually talk about Africa, it's always talked about as if the people that were there aren't intelligent and they didn't know anything. And when I think about that story about Nearest Green and it talks about him using a West African thing that they did to filter the water through charcoal, that was a West African thing that they were doing there. I think that the biggest thing that I find the biggest disappointment is that the way that they make portray Africans at the time of slavery, like they were just, they were uneducated, they weren't smart, like they didn't know anything. And the whole process that created this whiskey was something that was done in West Africa already. Like we understand that the frying of foods is a West African thing. That's where that came from. Europeans were known for boiling food. There's a lot of things, you know, you look at the Egyptian culture and you look at Egypt and Africa, a lot of people just somehow overlook that. Like the, one of the world's greatest civilizations started in Africa. That's where it started. And so it's always, I think, like there is the racism where people are, you know, saying stuff in front of you, but there's also the intellectual racism where they try to make it sound like there's no intelligent thing that came from that continent. Mm-hmm. And it's like some of the most, you know, incredible things on this earth have come from that continent. And just going through this Black history, just relearning my own history has been incredible for me. And so I just, when I think about Nearest Green and I think about, you know, other incredible stories of Black people that haven't been told yet, told yet, there's just so much, so much rich history and culture in the Black culture. No, absolutely. And I think there's just so many different things that inventions or just things that Black Americans have done that just been lost, never brought up. And that's what's been more, for me, just understanding and knowing because sometimes we live in this bubble and we don't go out of our way to figure out or research or understand and now just looking at things in a different perspective 
has been different for me to say, okay, there's way more that we don't even know about. And everything that we've been taught is not even, it's just a piece. It's not even, there's so much more. And so for people to just really, for me to just dig more, dig deeper and understand and know that it's not just what we're being taught or what we're being told, but there's so much more history and so much more that Black people have done for our history that we don't even know about. How important do you think it is for, you know, you being mother of kids that are half Black, how important is it for parents to make sure that they, you know, the kids appreciate both cultures? It's very important because you're not just one, you're everything. But that should be for everybody. Like we have to be cultured. We have to understand and we as people have to try and learn more about what is Chinese culture? What is Hmong culture? What does that even mean? Just because we're not in that proximity doesn't mean we shouldn't learn. But especially now having these little people that, you know, look a certain way and have a certain hair texture that is different than, you know, my nephews and my nieces. But understanding and knowing everything, you know, here's my sister, here are my kids, you're going to watch them. How is she going to know what to do with their hair or how to, you know, take care of them? And I think it's just so important for everybody, not just because they're near to you, but just to understand and learn and know it and expand your mind and grow. And it's really important because as much as, you know, you're Black, I'm Mexican, we have to do our part to teach our kids as much as we can about each of our cultures and because they need to know both. And I think it's important not only for, you know, them to know, like he needs to know, you know, he needs to see some strong Latino leaders. He needs to see some strong Black leaders. He needs to understand that he is both. And I think it's our job to make sure that he understands he's both. You know, I I love when he's wearing his Zacatecas shirt. I love when he's wearing that, you know. I think it says the Zacatecas Noches line, right? Yeah. I love when he wears that shirt because that's who he is. And I think that being able to celebrate that in the house is important. And I think that if you are coming from a biracial or mixed race relationship, it's important to make sure that you celebrate both races or all of them that you can, you know, that you can identify if you're like, you know, I think that that's important that you have that time to celebrate and uh, develop that culture within your own family so that you can create a space for your kids to understand that it's okay to be both. There's nothing wrong with being both. And it's actually better to be both. It's accepted to be both and it's loved. And I think that's something that kids need to hear, parents need to say, and it just makes things a lot better when it's done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I know that when I show friends or family or just coworkers a picture of our son wearing his botas with, you know, his Valentine's Day shirt and he's got going on. He's like, you're going to have some problems. He's going to speak Spanish and he's going to look light skinned. I'm like, absolutely, because he's going to be a little bit of everything. And that's perfectly fine. He's not going to fit in with this and that. He's going to be who he is, but he's going to be good because he's going to know both our cultures. And I'll say this if you're listening to this and if you're thinking about stuff and you're like, you know, I want to learn more about culture and we're celebrating Black history right now. And I think that it would be prudent of you to, to do something as it pertains to Black history, learn a new fact there. But as we're thinking about this, next month, we're going to have a Women's History Month. And I want to transition into that. I'm not taking away from Black History Month, because absolutely, I mean, it's Black History Year for me, Black History Life. I've always been trying to learn stuff. But as we move on to women, I think that this is even, not even more impactful. I'm not going to say it's more impactful than neither one of them or have bigger impact than the other. But What I'm saying is like to think about everything that women went through. And every time I think about this, and when you were talking about the years ago, I think it was like 1978, women could actually apply for credit cards. So it's not like that long ago. 
there was like mm. a credit act that was like passed in like 1978, 1976, something like that. So mm. that's crazy mm-hmm. to think that like, you know, that's like three years before I was born. So as we're thinking about women history and how instrumental women have been in our country and just throughout history and everything, I mean, like, what does that mean to you to be able to have like a month dedicated to women's history? To us, to just women. It's crazy because, you know, growing up, I mean, my dad was always a big influencer on just being independent. And I didn't understand at the time, but he knew more than I did at that time because he's seen things and was gone through things. And he always told me how important it was to take care of yourself and have something for yourself. And so, you know, we were three older girls. We were a family with five siblings. So he always pushed so much on just being independent and having an education. And he just stressed that over and over and over and over. And at the time, I didn't understand, why do I need to go to college? Why do I need to have this degree? Why do I need to do all these things? But he pushed and pushed and pushed. And, you know, out of the three older girls, you know, two of us have our bachelor's degree, but not even thinking about it, I didn't understand it. But now going back, it's just so important to just think that years ago, we couldn't even vote. We didn't even have a voice. And now we're able to have a voice and we can be educated and run a household and bring income and and all these things that once upon a time, we were just supposed to be at home and just taking care of the kids. And now that's not necessarily the truth. Now we can do all these things and now it's just more about equal pay and respect that we can carry our own weight and we can do it and do it well. And that's just, it's just so empowering as a woman to know that. And I see that because even as sometimes I don't see myself as a leader, but I know that the people that I manage now in my current job, they see me as that. They see themselves through me. Like if she can do this, she can do that. I can do it. And so sometimes we as women don't see it we just keep chucking and going and we don't understand what we're doing but we just do it because that's what we are supposed to do but just seeing other women see us in that space to know that hey i can be there i can do that it's just incredible to know that us as women are so powerful and we do a lot and you know we don't do it alone but we have incredible power and now that we can celebrate that and and really honor that it's incredible so as like we're saying, this is thinking about women's history and stuff. And I think about representation. Right? I think about being able to see women in positions of power. And like this year, we've been able to see some incredible things, right? We've seen, not this year, but in the last, like recent, having a vice president. That's yeah. Right? That's kind of a big deal. That's kind of a big deal mm-hmm. to have a vice president's woman. We had our first Supreme Court justice appointed that was a Black woman. Mm-hmm. That is huge. Yeah. that's incredible right to have a supreme court justice black woman to have a to have our vice president be a woman what does that mean to you to be able to see that for me it's just like it's so important to have that because it's perspective it's just you can't have this or that without including everybody and i see that so much in just everything that i do you know especially when i hire people now it's like it's so important when i look at people because i don't understand something because i don't know something but then this other person will and especially when we put people in those positions, they will know and they will understand. I mean, even something as simple as, you know, I have you know, a particular banker who has to do this. She's a single mom, she's doing this. And as I tell her, you know, it's okay, go take care of your child, go do this, go do that. I understand because it's the proximity and the perspective as a male and maybe a male with no children, no nothing, and maybe a different culture, it'll be totally different. But because I understand, 
I think it's so important to put those people in those places and those positions because they bring that element that otherwise they wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. And you need that. You talked about it just a second ago. You said it. I might not see myself as a leader, mm-hmm. but the people that work with me see mm-hmm. me as, mm-hmm. as a leader. Why don't you see yourself as a leader? I don't because I just do what I needs to be done. I don't look past anything else or what I'm trying to do or why I'm doing what I'm doing. I just do it because that needs to be done. And that's it and that's all. I don't see any more or anything else. This is what needs to be done. This is what I'm going to do. And this is what's going to happen. But then others see that. And so to me, it's not in that same space. If that makes sense? It's just what has to happen. And then as everything is happening, of course, they see it all. But I don't see it in that way. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? Just because you're looking at like things that need to get done and not mm-hmm. necessarily as a, like a, this one has to get done, not necessarily like this is my position. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Not my position. It's never about my position or my stature. It's just about this is what needs to happen. I don't put myself in a place or in a position where I'm above you or I'm beneath you. Or I'm the same as you. I'm just doing what needs to happen and this is what needs to happen. So let's get it done. And so, of course, I know I'm in a position of a leader, but also as a leader, I also see myself as them. Mm-hmm. And so it is kind of different and weird. And mm-hmm. I know sometimes you tell me that and you're like, but you're not like them. You're above them. And I'm always like, not above them, but just you have got to understand where you're at. And so to me, it's like, yes, but we got to understand where we need to be. And so they see that. And so it's just really neat to see other women recognize that and appreciate that because I know that so many times they've told me, like, I see you and I know I can do it because I see you do it. And I appreciate you understanding what I'm going through because I don't feel as bad coming to you to get this done because I know you will understand. I think that's back to representation, right? It's not that you're above them in any way, but I think that you have to understand that you lead them. Yeah. Right. And so then the leader has to lead from out in front. And sometimes there's some loneliness that comes along with yeah. it. But that, I mean, you do a good job handling that. So as you're looking at this, and we got this year's celebration for women in 2022, what's something, and I'm just kind of throwing this out here. So just, you know, what's something that excites I don't know the theme of this month, but what's exciting you about this month? Like, what are you looking forward to hearing in the month of March about women's history? Just our history and where we've come from, how much we've done and what we've gone through and where we're at and where we need to be at. I am just excited to see what is to come and what else we can do and what other things we can achieve and push through and break down doors. And and that's exciting just to know what else we can do. Absolutely. Absolutely. As we're sitting here and we're going to wrap this up, we have quite a few women for you this month. We got some incredible women coming on this month that are going to share some very, very powerful stories with you. And I can't wait for you to hear these. I'm super excited about it. You know, obviously we recorded some of them already, so I've heard them. So I know you guys are in for a treat as we're wrapping up black history and starting women's history month. I want to thank you guys all for listening and for the new listeners that have just come on and just started listening. Thank you. And, you know, do us a favor. This is the only favor we'll ask for you. If you haven't done so already, share an episode with someone that you know. Share an episode with a friend, with a family member, someone you love, someone you like, and even someone you may not. No better way to get back at them than making them listen to this. So what I'll say is thank you again. And like I said, if you feel compelled, please share one of these episodes with someone. And before we wrap up here, any last words for the community, Mike? Oh, yes. Well, thank you all as always for listening and 
and staying, you know, tuned for all the latest episodes and everything else we have to share. So just appreciate everything. And just, you know, like we just said, just share our episodes and have more people just, you know, little snippets of little things that we can teach you and show you and, and just learn. You heard it there. So, and, and, and thank you too. There's been quite a few, we've actually been getting a few new clients from this. Clients have been reaching people and listening to the podcast, reaching out, trying to become clients. So, you know, thank you for that. We do appreciate that. And shout out to all of you that have come on and become a part of the Gen Next Wealth family. We do appreciate you guys believing in us and, and allowing us to help you on your financial journey. With that, we hope you guys enjoy these episodes we're going to have coming for you for the rest of this month. As I said before, we're wrapping up Black History. So it doesn't mean you have to stop learning. It just means we're moving on to March and that's going to be Women's History Month. So please, please, please continue to learn more about women's history. And as you know, this is the Minority Money Podcast, where we are changing the complexion of wealth. And I am your host, Emlyn Miles Madden. Until next time. Another great showdown, but it doesn't have to stop there. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast app you're listening on now. And give it a good rating, would you? If you feel really connected to the podcast, which I hope you do, find our Facebook community, Minority Money VIP, to support and be supported by others just like you. And again, we're glad to have you. While this podcast is meant to inspire and motivate you to live your best life, it can't be your complete one-stop shop. I know, I know, that really sucks. But I don't know anything about your specific situation. So please reach out to an attorney or CPA, or you can reach out to me, a financial planner, to help you with your specific situation. To get a hold of us, please reach us at fan at Minority Money Podcast. That's F-A-N at Minority Money Podcast, so we can get to know you there. Thanks for being here and until next time.